It's the pod. How do you feel about that intro? So cool. Okay. Coming up, a relationship test for people in a relationship. We're going to check in on you people. Oh, great. Plus, how to save money. Real money. I think we all need to save money. You're going to buckle up for a hard truth, though. Okay, okay. Can you handle it? And the holiday leftover guilt continues. What are you doing with them? Take a listen. The holiday leftover guilt. A major leftover from the holidays. I mean, think about it. The holidays weren't that long ago. <laughs> I kind of miss the music, I'm not going to lie. Trigger. You trigger? Like in a good way? <laughs> no. Really? No. The music did make me a little bit happy. I honestly, it was such a whirlwind. I feel like I, did, I need another Christmas because right? I didn't even get to really enjoy Christmas. It was chaos. So this is part of the issue. So now we're boxing everything up. We're putting away all the ornaments. There's still some little trinkets that are lying around my house that I don't know how I got them out of the boxes, but I can't fit them back into the boxes. Classic. Like, hey, <laughs> what? Minute weird. I don't know how to take these. One of the things, and I've been kind of curious for years on what people do with these, are the holiday Christmas cards. Not just any Christmas cards. The family picture or the children's picture the christmas picture holiday card I put your picture away. what do you do you throw them away oh my gosh sorry you recycle them i can't i've recycled all of them i feel i don't know what i feel so bad because it's someone's children or someone's full family yeah, you got the update. You saw the picture. You got the update. Well, what a crazy year we had. Oh, my God. The Bronsons, whatever their last name is. Oh, the we the Browns. It's been an insane 2022. Here's yeah. what we did. Great. Thanks for the recap. Your kids are adorable. Recycle. It's just like, or it's just, it, or it's just a happy holidays with their child's face. Why do you have to keep other kids' pictures? Well, I'm assuming I got them because I'm close enough for them to be given to me. You can order so many pictures for so cheap. Cards. You get the emails from what's that website that we all get emails from? Oh, yes. You know it. Yeah. I get one every day now. I can't remember the name. But you know, you put like, yes. you you can order yeah. whatever this freaking website is. I you know, know it. Okay. I know it. <laughs> Shutterfly. Shutterfly. Yes. That's it. Yes. Okay. So I don't know. I feel bad. My heart doesn't feel right. Really? No. So I have a folder. I just have this like giant envelope style folder and the pictures just go in there because I'm not going to keep them up all year round. No kidding. That would be insane. I can't believe you keep them at all. What are you going to do with other people's pictures of their kids? Like what? I don't know. I feel bad getting rid of them though. I noticed though this year there were so many more digital ones that got sent. Like, people just sent them to me as a message. Did you print them out? No. What kind of person are you? <laughs> Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. Can we talk about the thank you rules? Sure. Because I don't know if I'm owed another thank you or if we're just not thanking people as much anymore. We need to talk about the thank you rules. I want to thank you. Okay, here's what happened. We had some friends over over the holidays. And one of my friend's kids left their bag at her house. 
And I noticed it like a day later when I was cleaning up. I'm like, oh, darn, she forgot her little backpack here. Mm-hmm. So I texted her, hey, uh, your daughter's backpack's at her house. Um, but they live really close to where my husband, John, works. So John can drop off the backpack in the next couple of days for you. Okay, great. They text back right away. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Great. Awesome. Merry Christmas. Cool. Then a couple of days later, my husband, John, goes, drops the backpack off at their house on the way home. And then nothing. <laughs> no additional thank you. Right. If you need the additional. Do do I? I or am I being high maintenance, thinking that we should have got one more thank you after we actually delivered the bag? Yeah. Or is it implied they've already said thank you? Yeah, no. And that's that's enough. So you got the thank you in advance already. Yes. You got the thank you before the act was done. I got the thank you for offering to drop the bag off. Thank you so much. Yeah. Then we dropped the bag. Yeah, but that's... Radio no, silence. I think because from her brain, she already thanked you in advance. She's mm. thanked you. I'm like that too. I like doing two thank you, two thank yous. I like to do the thank you for offering. Mm-hmm. And then when the act has been done, I like yes. to give a little extra thank you because then I feel that prompts that person to continue that, that good behavior in the future. <laughs> wow, it's a good dog. Yeah. Seriously. Because okay. if you, the positive reinforcement that you give then to someone yeah. prompts that behavior more so. Okay. Right? It, it makes them feel good. I like people feeling good. I actually do. I like getting the extra thank you, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily think I always give the extra thank you. You don't. I can hop on board either way. No. I'm I'm either, okay, I'll push the thank yous, or I'm good to just chill out on the thank yous as yeah. well. I just need to know what the etiquette is here. I think you actually, I don't really think you have any right, because you're correct. You're not even a thank you person. No, I'm, I, I, you're correct. I don't say thank you enough. But so the irony of you wanting more thank yous is blowing my mind because if someone had done that for you, you wouldn't do a double thank you. I'm so, you're not even a thank you person. I am. Okay. I'm not rude. I do say thank you. No, you know what I mean. Uh, But like, say you were buying coffee. Mm -hmm. Say you were buying us coffees and you were like, hey guys, coffee on me today. You barely (sighs) say thank you when the coffees arrive. Barely. But I say it when I'm like, oh, thanks, Nira. No, you don't do it like that. Everybody else does it first. When like, you no, when you offer, yes, Nira. when you offer, thank you, Nira. Oh, you're co- you no, got us coffee. You thank you. You want us to get down on no, our knees? No, I don't. Thank you, no, Nira. No, I don't. No, I don't. This you is- like a thank you? Oh my gosh, of course I like a thank you. Right. I've never said I don't like. Even right. last night, I'm gonna straight up say it. I was upset. I made a really healthy dinner last night. Mm-hmm. Worked hard on it. Okay. A lot of chopping. Like I even Ugh. bought like fresh radishes for the salad. Whoa. And I made um I turned the salad into like I, I baked sweet potato mm-hmm. cubes. Yum. Then I cooled them, then I put them into the salad too. Yeah. Air fryer? Uh air fried them first, then gave them a bake, then put them into the salad. Oh God, how long were you cooking for? Right? Stir fried veggies so that there was a little hot veggies, and then I made fresh like chicken wings, you know, like really like okay. uh, and my, my husband was really hungry when he got home. So he was just, I think he was just so focused on being hungry and had to pick up one kid, drop off another. Mm-hmm. And I presented him with this really healthy meal. He was trying to be healthier. Yeah. Didn't get any thank you. You wanted him down on his knees, didn't I you? I did not. <gasps> thank you, Nira. I did not. <laughs> Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin. The people who are least likely to put on a face mask. Now, we totally understand if you have health reasons. We're not putting on a face mask. You know, underlying issues. Of course. We're not even talking about this. There's just a new study that has come out because 
The Kraken apparently is taking over the new COVID variant. Mm -hmm. And it has been advised to start putting masks on in larger groups again. At per your own discretion. Mm. Now, the people who are least likely to put on a face mask, according to a brand new study, are the people who think themselves as very good looking. <laughs> Did you ever think that maybe there's more to life than being yep. really, really, really ridiculously good looking? Yes. Wow. Those are the people who are like, no. I'm too hot. Yes. And not yeah. temperature-wise. Like, I am too hot because, honestly, you do feel hot after putting on a mask. They're like, no, I just don't want to because look at this face. I don't want to cover this face. Look at my face. I don't want to cover it. Yes. Oh and they Lord. realize they realize all the perks that they do get from their face. So good-looking people realize that they weren't really getting the perks like they used to when they had to wear face masks. Oh, my masks. God. This is Welcome to our world. This is a thing. <laughs> this is a Dude, thing. Dude, good-looking people are the worst. Right? They're like, oh, man. Like, the perceived perception of me has totally gone out the window because I based a lot of my life on my looks. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff based yeah. on my face. Yes. And now, look, now I'm now you can only see my eyes. Yeah. And that's not good enough. Face-based stuff wasn't happening anymore. Oh, my God. Okay, well, this makes me want to put a mask on. Like, I went to save on last night, yeah. and I wasn't wearing a mask. There was a lot of people wearing a mask in uh, there. Yeah, I've started noticing the masks are really increasing. But I don't want people to think I'm not wearing a mask because I think I'm too good-looking to too wear late. <laughs> Holly and Mira. You're waking up with Holly and Mira on 94.5 Virgin Radio. Okay, single people, there's something that you're doing that's stopping you from finding love. It's called date dreaming. And you can blame romantic movies, rom-coms, fake love on TV. You can blame it all on that. You can blame it on The Notebook. What for? Look at us. We're already fighting. Well, that's what we do. We fight. So what? So it's not going to be easy. It's going to be really hard. We're going to have to work at this every day, but I want to do that because I want you. I want all of you forever. You and me every day. <laughs> oh, boy. Noah and Allie, my gosh. Noah till the Allie. very end. Right. Died just moments apart. Right. On screen. So beautiful. In a movie. Doesn't matter. In a fake, fake movie. <laughs> In a fake world. Based on a book. That's barely real. Whatever. It's called date dreaming, Nira. You just did it. It's what's wrong with people right now. It's why they can't find love. The wedding planner. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a the example. What? When Harry Met Sally. Yes. I mean, they're all... Any rom-com, any romantic movie. It's it's called date dreaming. The problem with date dreaming is you build up all these expectations that you've seen on TV, that you've pictured in your mind. They've played over like, I'm going to see him on the sky train. We're going to lock eyes. And then we're going to, oh, whoops. Oh, we were both holding the bar at the same time. We're going to have some kismet little meeting. And we're going to have the sky train. Oh, my God, we're going to the same place. Like It's, it's, it's called not- the meet cute, by the way. The meet cute? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's the meet cute that happens or cute meet, whatever. It's something it's, it's got a term for it. Date dreaming. No, the meet cute. Psychologists are like, stop date dreaming because you're building it up way too much. It's probably not going to work out. Then you're going to be disappointed. And they say people are so into date dreaming. They're so fixated on something they've seen on screen, on a love story they've seen in a movie that they like miss facts about people. They like skip over huge things like, I haven't talked to my dad in 20 years after what he did. And they're like, oh my God, we're meant to be it's like don't you want to find out why he hasn't talked to his dad and what happened and like people are like missing details about people because they're so fixated on 
finding a fake love. I don't know. The notebook, there wasn't, it wasn't a true, true, oh my gosh, everything was perfect for the moment. It, it had a lot of reality in it. Okay. You didn't think so? Like, didn't you hear the clip? He said Him building the house with her art room? Oh, yeah, that's really reality. Yes, and Who's it did. Who's done that? He built it with his own hands because he didn't have the money to get a builder to build it. Nira, did your husband, Gary, build your house on South Surrey with his bare hands? No, but he could. Oh, he could not. He could if he, he tried. If he tried. And he even says it. Noah says it to her in that clip. It's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. Relationships are hard. I think that is the most epic real thing I've heard in a movie. It's going to be hard. Yeah, we're going to fight. Right. What do you think? This is just going to be perfect? Right. No, it's going to be hard. Just like in the notebook. Remember the going in the boat and all the birds there under the willow tree, the birds? That was very beautiful. That's not real, though. When's the last time you've been I in think, a boat with birds with your husband? I think birds are real. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> you got me on that. Holly and Nira. And now, The Biz with Nira. Prince Harry reveals King Charles' bizarre obsession. I don't know if you know, but today is Spare Day. That's right. <laughs> As in his memoir, Prince Harry's memoir. Spare comes out today. They're saying it's going to be the biggest selling memoir of all time. I think, um, but I think if his mom had made one yeah. like, properly from her perspective yeah. and her book, I think she would, of course, have outsold him. And if they had audiobooks back in the day, imagine yeah. hearing it from her oh in her voice. Because you and I just listened to a little clip of the Spare Harry's yeah. book on Audible. Yeah. yeah. And it's cool hearing yeah. it from him. It is, is cool. Well, that's today's top biz story. Let's start with what the book talks about in terms of Charles, King Charles and his bizarre obsession. And it had to do with Catherine's hair, Kate Middleton's hair. Apparently, according to Harry, Prince Charles, or at that time, Prince Charles, now King Charles, loves her hair. Like from the moment he met her, it was all about she has the most beautiful hair. And I will not lie. The first few times that I started seeing photos of Kate, mm-hmm. when their college days together, I could not stop saying, thinking, looking, anything. I was like, her hair mm. is fabulous. Mm. Fabulous hair. Okay. And that's how the royals, including the queen, the queen herself, now love the idea of, that, of the hair just being out and flowing instead of being pulled back because of Kate Middleton's beautiful hair. See, I don't find it creepy that you like Kate Middleton's hair. I don't even find it creepy that the Queen likes Kate Middleton's hair. King Charles. Yeah. Like going off about his daughter-in-law's hair. Yeah. No. You think this is the first time a man has been like, whoa, about a woman's hair? But it's the daughter-in-law thing. I don't like that. Ew. Like, is he petting her at dinner? I don't think so. I think he's just like, you got great hair, girl. I don't think he talks like that. I, I would put money on that. You got gray hair, girl. The king? You never know. And she's like, thanks, boo. I don't think so. Thanks, daddy. Oh, see? I'm telling you, there's some daddy right. stuff happening, and I don't Anyways. feel uncomfortable hearing about it. Harry talks about this to the point. He said the obsession was to the point that when he was introducing Meghan Markle for the first time, he made sure that she also had the hair down, minimal mm. makeup look, just like Kay Middleton, because the royal family was obsessed with with Kate Middleton's look. Oh my God. Because think about it. You would normally think, pull your hair back. Even for her Maybe. wedding, she had it all down. Yeah. Because of her gorgeous See, but that hair. is so screwed up. Ah. Uh, 
Whatever. That's weird. I don't know. I wouldn't mind if someone, even if a father-in-law was like, you have good hair. I want you to wear it down for me. Okay, I don't think that's See? what he said either. I don't think that's what he said. I think it was the queen who, I don't think he talked to her like that. Anyways, you want to know where the big issue started between Kate Middleton and Meghan? It wasn't about the hair. It was about Catherine being upset at Meghan saying to her during a phone call leading up to their big wedding, Harry and Meghan's wedding in 2018, saying she had baby brain. Mm. So that means clearly Kate Middleton must have made a mistake about something. And then Megan was trying to brush her up. Be like, ah, baby brain. Uh, yeah, the future queen does not want to hear that. Yeah. Uh, she, she doesn't get baby brain. So then, oh no, even if she does, I don't think she wants to hear that. So then later on, the two couples met at Kensington Palace for tea. Megan apologized and said, I'm so sorry. That's just how I speak to my friends. And that's when uh, Prince William got quite upset and said it was rude. Uh, and said that's not how we do things around here. And when he said it to her, he also had the finger pointing at her. And then Meghan Markle said to Prince William, please get your finger out of my face. Okay. (laughs) Quite the tea. And then, this was right after Prince Louis was born, and apparently Kate Middleton did say to Meghan Markle, we're not close enough for you to be talking about my hormones. I mean, it's not wrong. It's not wrong. I mean, she's pregnant with her third baby. She is stressed out. She's future queen. D- girl lost weight, okay? Right, yeah. I don't think she's the one who needs to hear baby brain. I, I would be honest. Like, read the room, Meghan Markle. Yeah. Read the room. But also, like, she was just trying to, like, make a... I don't know. Be light about I, the situation. Get, yeah. But read the room. Know the rules. You can't talk to her like that. You just yeah. can't. She wasn't yeah. expecting it. On top of that, you know what she asked her for? Meghan Markle asked Kate Middleton to borrow her lip gloss. Ooh. Yes. I mean, if you can't even make a baby brain joke yet, you're not borrowing lip gloss. And Kate handed it to her, got mm. her bag, gave it to her, and Megan squeezed some on her finger, applied it to her lips. Kate was not happy about it. This comes up in the book. Harry brings this up, and I'm like, so? I don't like sharing makeup. Mm-hmm. I've been in situations where a friend's been like, can I use your mascara? And I'm like, no, that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Or someone's like, can I use your lipstick? I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. We don't share, I don't, not a germ, sh- I don't right. like it. I, right. I'm... OCD, I'll buy you a lipstick. Or you know what? You want to use my lipstick? Here, keep it. Have it. Yeah. You can just keep it now. No, I know. You've given me so many things. (laughs) I appreciate it. My whole makeup kit is from you. Thank you. Right? I know. Also, Kate Middleton also on edge because thinking that now that Meghan Markle is coming to the family, are they going to be compared? Ah, Of course, Catherine. You should know. You are. You are going to be compared. That's just life. That's what happens. That's human behavior. It's not good. She's the future queen. Of course, it's going to be compared. Prince Harry also writes about Prince William being upset that the Queen let Prince Harry keep his beard after the wedding. Mm. But Prince William's never been allowed to keep a beard. So he's like, how come he gets to keep the beard? Oh, my God. And he's like, because... He's not going to be king. He's going to, yeah, you're you're going to be the the future king. So Harry says that Prince William actually said to him, as the heir speaking to the spare, I'm telling you to shave. Whoa. Even though the queen said he didn't have to. Oh, I'd keep, I'd grow it so long. Yeah, he did. I'd be like a long lost member of Mumford and Sons. Right? So much. Oh, like there's so much. And the book is coming out to It's probably already out. Some of you already have it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Speaking of Harry and Meghan, also Oprah and other celebrities, including Gwyneth Paltrow, George Lucas, Adam uh, Adam Levine, Rob Lowe, all are on evacuation alert because of what's going on in Montecito, California. The massive rain, the flooding. It is so bad out there. It's really, it's actually like deadly. 
Just quickly uh, giving you an update about Pete Davidson and Emily Ratajkowski. Hey, uh, I'm Pete. You know, they broke up. Were they even possibly in a relationship? Who knows? Whatever. They stopped seeing each other. Pete Davidson has now been spotted with his Bodies, Bodies, Bodies co-star Chase Sui Wanders. And they've been hanging out romantically. Great. And Emily Ratajkowski went on a date with another comedian, Eric Andre. You know from the Eric Andre show? He's so funny. Yeah. So, so random. Interesting. Another comedian. Another comedian. Mm-hmm. I'm Nira, and that's the biz. Catch up on more biz stories. Listen back anytime, 94.5 virginradio.ca. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. Cranky opinions that are going viral. Now, this is apparently a thing. It's not just any kind of cranky opinions. They're saying the cranky opinions that are coming from the boomers that all the other generations now agree with. The baby boomer generation has, you know, come across and be like, these are all the issues we have. Generation X, the millennials, and also Generation Z are all agreeing with the boomers. about the baby boomer generation, right? Yeah. It was like after the the Second World War, wasn't it? Yeah, so the baby boomer generation is anyone who was born between 1946 and 1964. Right. Then after that comes Gen X. Okay. Then after that comes Millennials. Okay. Then comes Gen Z. Okay. All right. And now the boomers who've been very open and honest about the things that annoy them, (laughs) right? These cranky opinions that they have. The Millennials and the Gen Xers, the Gen Zers are like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) <laughs> like you're super right. For example, people share way too much on social media. The number one thing that boomers are annoyed with. And now, now finally, Gen Xers, millennials, Gen Zers are all like, you know what? You're right, boomers. Yeah. Let me Instagram that. Yes. <laughs> it's people, really right. people are sharing way too much. They're like, totally. Boomers know what's going on. Mm. The other thing... <laughs> The boomers are complaining about and being cranky about and having an opinion about. And now the millennials, Gen Xers, Gen Zers, like, yeah, who needs a smart toaster? (laughs) (laughs) This is what they're complaining about? Yes. Yes. They're like, why can't we just have a toaster? Right. Why does everything have to be smart this, smart that, smart, Mm. smart? Because the smart stuff keeps breaking down. Yeah, everything that's extra smart mm-hmm. breaks down faster than just old school stuff that just works longer. Yeah, and then the millennials are like, "Boomers, you're so right." They are. <laughs> They're so right. They still have their original toaster from like 1947, and now and it works. Get this one because now with the pandemic and we were able to start going to stuff again, the boomers straight up and said, uh, "We can't stand going to concerts and seeing everyone with their phones up and just recording mm-hmm. and watching everything through a phone screen." Mm-hmm. And now, finally, the Gen Zers, the Xers, the Millennials are like, "Boomers, you're right." <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I mean, okay, they are correct, but we don't live the life they did. They didn't have to have seatbelts in their car. Okay. Okay. Nobody complained about a seatbelt. Nobody complained about the seatbelt. They don't know our life. I know, and but we don't know boomers' lives. I know, but there is some stuff that they're saying that makes sense. There is way too much sharing on social media. It's annoying. Social media was supposed to just be photos. Okay, but guess who uses Facebook? Boomers. They love it. But they don't. They're obsessed. But they don't share like we like with the younger generations. 
Younger generations are using social media for therapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. How about this, Concerning. though? Concerning. You don't think a boomer wishes that they had their phone when they saw the Beatles? Like, I saw the Beatles in 1967. It was the craziest show ever. I bet you wish you had your phone. Dude. Bet you wish you could have recorded it, don't you, boomer? Did they actually then watch the Beatles or did they watch the Beatles through their phone screen? We'll never know because they didn't record it. Yeah, see, I can't stand this either. When you go to a concert, yeah. are you actually watching the artist or are you watching the artist through your phone screen trying to prove to the world that you were there but then later on you're like, okay, well, what was the point of me spending $289 for the, yeah. what am I talking about? $389 for yeah. this ticket to just mm-hmm. watch it through my phone screen when I could just be then sitting at home and watching it through someone else's phone screen. Right. What do you mean, Right. Yeah. You just okay. wasted $400. Okay, boomer. <laughs> I'm not a boomer. Holly and Nira. You're waking up with Holly and Nira. Virgin. You want to save some money? Like real money? Yes, of course. Can you handle the truth? I don't know. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. I was being honest, man. I don't know if I can handle the truth right now. Okay, well, it is hard truth time. And if you want to save some money, you're going to have to suck it up. Here's some hard truths. Okay, these are the biggest money wasters. And cutting these out of your life will save you some serious money. My money don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds. I like to see you wiggle. Number one hurts me to even say it out loud. You know. The number one money waster. New technology. Oh yeah, of course. New iPhone. Mm-hmm. Latest AirPods. Mm-hmm. You don't need them. Mm-mm. You want them. You want them. You don't need them. You don't need them. I, well, you know me and my phone situation. I'll yeah. go as long as I can. Oh, yeah. You start calling me ancient when I've had a phone that's one years old. She still has an iPhone 7. It's no, old. this isn't a 7. <laughs> she has to look at it to what check. What is this? It's old. I don't know what it is. I don't know either. <laughs> but you know what? It's not ancient. You're doing it right because they say if it works, if your technology is doing the job, yeah. that means you don't need the newest thing. Do I have a friend who has to have the newest everything every time it comes out? Oh, yeah. I don't understand how he can afford that. It's like $1,500, a uh, new phone. Uh, like, how do you, why, and why? They probably why? can't. They probably can't afford it. Why to look cool? Is that, it doesn't make you look cool to me. Right. I, I guess do that doesn't matter. I guess, I don't know. <laughs> I guess Whatever. Not. Okay, so number one money waster, new technology. The second biggest money waster, another one that hurts me, ordering takeout. What on like? What do you mean? Like instead of dining in, pizza counts. Okay, no, this stuff doesn't count. Listen for a second. Takeout as opposed to dining in. No, as Din- opposed to cooking at oh, home. Because I was like, dining in is more expensive than takeout. Totally, because you add booze every time. You add booze, you add tip, you know. They say on average, takeout costs five to six times more than what it would cost to make the same thing at home. One of the biggest ones that bothers me is um, my kids, they love chicken wings, okay? Mm-hmm. And I have two growing boys now. Mm-hmm. Before, it used to be a day where they like a couple of chicken wings and they're done. Sure, how but many can they crush now? They can, or- they can eat an order to themselves now. Which is how many? I, I don't know, like 10? Wings. Ten? Yeah. Okay. I guess sometimes. But it's so expensive for an order of chicken wings. When the plate comes, you're like, sorry, is this a half order? (laughs) Or did you split this between the two? Yeah. It is so tiny compared to what you know they're getting. The the inflation on the food that you're buying when you eat out, yes, I agree. But sometimes my brain and my body need a break, okay? I agree. I agree. I'm like, money, this is worth it to me. I don't have to do the dishes. I don't have to think about it. Yeah. 
I get to actually sit down, talk to my husband maybe just chill. for a second. Chill. Chill. Right? I agree. Okay. I agree. Also on the list, buying coffee every day, whatever. Not listening to that one. <laughs> it's a non-negotiable. You talked me into buying coffee this morning. I know. You're welcome. You How made me go to Starbucks it? this morning. Yeah. You made me. Yeah. You should order takeout tonight. <laughs> Hi, this is Sam Smith, and you're listening to Holly and Nira on Virgin Radio. Oh, yeah, Sam Smith. What's up? Good morning. Thank you, Sam. We're on a first-name basis, obviously. I think we are. <laughs> Shh, nobody okay. needs to know. Okay, anyways, Sam Smith coming this August 22nd, Rogers Arena, special guest Jesse Reyes. We are so excited. Tickets are not going on sale till this Friday at 9 o'clock in the morning, Ticketmaster.ca. We are hooking up Beat the Street tickets all week to see Sam Smith at 8.30 right after New Year's Biz. Good morning. Is this Alyssa from Delta? Oh my goodness, it is. Yes. Good morning. Oh my goodness, Alyssa. Good morning. You know what this means. We're talking to you. You're talking to us. Oh boy. <laughs> She's I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are a winner. Yeah. Alyssa, congratulations. Oh. Yay, thank you. You're so welcome. Sam sense. Smith. Oh, yeah. he's just amazing. They are the best. Yeah, Sam Smith, you are going this August 22nd. That's this summer. You're going, Rogers Mina, <laughs> you are going to catch Sam Smith live in action. So excited. Thank you. And you know Sam Smith's outfits are going to be popping off, so work on yours, Alyssa. Okay? No, okay that's not... Yes, you made all it the pressure. pressure. All the pressure. You know what? Just have a good time. And yes, think about your outfit now for August, Alyssa. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> have a great day. Thank you for waking up with us. And yeah, we're going to hook up more tickets tomorrow morning, 8.30, and another chance to play and win this afternoon, 4.30 with Amy. Holly and Nira. Virgin. Eating food in a particular order is actually better for your body. Did you know this? No. There's a very specific particular order you should be eating your groups in. Have you ever gone to like an Italian dinner? It's like 12 courses. No. The French. It's like 12 courses. No, but I'd love to. So Montreal, I had an amazing Canadian French experience, French Canadian experience. And the, you know, they had all these different courses and they were very particular on when to eat what. Same with when I go to my Italian friend's home. Mm -hmm. They have a very particular order on when to eat and how to eat it. Okay. And now this new study is showing that if you eat foods in a very specific order, it can be way healthier for your body. As in, you know, blood pressure, spiking, sugar levels, uh, weight reduction, if that's Mm -hmm. what you're looking for, just getting yourself back in balance. You should be eating your vegetables first. Okay. Then you should be eating the fats and proteins. Okay. Then you should be having the starch. And sugary foods should be going last. That is the order of how you should be eating your meal. Let's say whether it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Okay, veggies first. Veggies first. So like a salad? Yes. Okay. And then you would go on to the fat and protein. Mm -hmm. And then you would do the starch. And then you would end with the sugary part at the very end. 
the I, it sounds strange to break it down like this, but the science behind it says that if you don't want your blood sugar to spike too often, uh, if you don't want pressure like blood pressure issues, mm. if you want better digestion, it's all about eating stuff in a certain order because eating the stuff in that order will make sure your body digests things properly the way it's supposed to and more gradually. Hmm. Okay. okay. So so you can't have all your food on one plate then? I guess you, you can, but it's how you eat it. Yeah, because I like to like mix all my food kind of together. Okay. And eat it. Like it's like a, kind of a big pile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I like to mix everything. Like if I'm eating chicken and, uh-huh. and peas and mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. I like a little bit of mashed potato on top of my piece of chicken and I like to poke a couple of peas and eat that as a bite. No, so I that don't. would be bad. Yes. Because so, that's like too many groups at once. Yeah. So let's say, for example, um, I don't know, maybe you're having tuna one night, okay? With your, like as a your can protein. of tuna? As, or like, I don't know. Ahi, who do you think I am? <laughs> no, I don't eat ahi on a Tuesday. Sorry. Okay. Well, let me just Chicken. give you, Okay, let's say Chicken. salmon. Final salmon. salmon. Okay. Fine. So what you would do is you would eat the broccoli first. Okay. Then you would eat the avocado. Mm. Then you would eat the salmon. Then you would eat the rice at the end. Okay. But I'm like you. I like to mix mm-hmm. the rice and the salmon together. Yeah. And kind of put the avocado, which is what the majority of us would do. Like if you're having a salmon avocado roll. Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. seaweed, the rice, the salmon, and the avocado all mixed in one. That's one bite. Yeah. That's like me unrolling the roll and then just having the, you know, the avocado first, then having the salmon, yeah. then eating the rice. But that's what we're supposed to do for mm. proper digestion for our bodies. I read that the worst thing you can eat, like the two, the worst two food, two food combo that you can eat for your body is bread and cheese together. Oh my gosh, I love bread and cheese. Same. What's the problem with bread and cheese? I don't know. Something about the carb and the cheese. They're like, seriously, like, they're like the worst combination for your body to eat at the same time. And I, I, that was like five years ago. I'm like, every day that I'm eating bread and cheese together, I'm like, <laughs> shouldn't be doing this. Shouldn't be doing this. Well, so much has changed in five years. You should look up like You're an right. update on that. COVID changed all everything. <laughs> everything. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin. I have a relationship test for people that are in a relationship. Okay, gotcha. Let's just let's check in. Let's see how you're doing because some research has been done, and this new research shows that the best way to keep a long-term relationship going is to keep the passion alive, Nira. <laughs> Gotta keep that passion alive, girl. Can you tell us something we all don't know now? Right. Really? Yeah, you got to keep the passion alive. Thanks. If you want to be together forever. Never heard that one before. Never. They say falling and staying in love requires getting to know someone at a deeper level continuously over time. Okay, and they say a lot of people, once you're in a long-term relationship, you start having kids, you got a mortgage, things are really stressful, you forget to keep learning about your partner. You mean reality? Ooh. Reality sinks in. Okay, this is already hitting home for somebody. Well, it is. You're not telling me it's yeah. the truth reality, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying yes. You're stressed. Yes. Thank you. Okay, so here's the test. Okay, you have to sit down with your long-term partner tonight. Okay. And you need to answer. <laughs> you need to clear your schedule. Or this weekend, whatever okay, you have time. As soon as you can. <laughs> yes. Sit down with your partner, your long-term partner, and answer these questions together. Number one, what about our relationships? What about our relationship makes you the most proud 
Okay? Okay. These are questions for you and your partner to answer, just you and your partner. Can I give you an extra challenge on top of that? Sure. Okay. So the the question was, what about our relationship makes you the, the most, most proud? proud? Yeah. And just try to add that extra challenge and say, and we can't say the kids. Okay. It doesn't say that in the I'm article. just saying. Okay, if you really want to. Actually, I didn't even think about my kids. Oh, please. No. Half the They're people. They're not what makes me the most proud about my relationship. It's my relationship. Yes, but a lot of They're people. They're a byproduct. Oh, my God. They are. <laughs> I mean, I love them. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you right now, half the people listening, we're going to say our children. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Question two. What's something you love about me that others miss? Okay, that's cute. That could get cute. That could get cute. Okay. Okay. This is how to keep your long-term relationship a lot of pressure, super happy. Holly. Oh, I know. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Okay. How have we changed the most in the past year? Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Gosh. That, are you sure this is supposed to bring people together? <laughs> yes. Together. Yeah, the questions are kind of up and down, I guess, on purpose. The next question, what's your favorite memory of us? Okay, that's cute. You're not going to be like, the one time you reamed me out on vacation. Like, hopefully he's... he's How do you know? Did he tell you? <laughs> I can guess. Did, he, did Gary I text know you? you. Oh, calm okay. down. I've also reamed you out on vacation. Many times. <laughs> and the final question, what's your dream for our relationship in five years, 10 years, and 30 years from now? What's your dream for our relationship? I don't know. A lot of these I try and kind of incorporate in our life quite often. Mm-hmm. Like just in general, in conversation with my husband, Gary. And? he's He always thinks I'm so intense. Well, yeah. <laughs> you are. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's me. And I don't think this should be an every day. This I'm is not like asking make this a special. every day. You're like, honey, where do you see us in five years? <laughs> he's like, I don't know. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin. Hello, January 2023, which means it's all about the trends. What's hot? What's not? One of the things that everyone talks about is name trends. And of course, the big one, baby names. And this year, it's something really interesting. They've come up with baby name trends. There's a whole bunch of categories of baby names for 2023. Oh, no, no. Okay. And one of the things that has come up is how the past, like maybe maybe during COVID, it was more of a minimalist type look at names, very simple, minimalist, minimalist. <laughs> Easy for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> minimalist. But okay. this year for 2023, they're saying it's going to be a lot more of a maximalist, maximalist type of baby name trend. Is that one of the names you can pick? No. Oh. It's just kind of going a little extreme. Okay. A little bit more elaborate. Maybe some kind of darker style names. And they're saying shows like Game of Thrones and House of Dragon have had influence on this. And on top of that, shows like even Wednesday. Mm. A little bit darker. And one of the names that's on this is like Amadis. Amadis. Cassiopeia. Whoa. Euphemia. Octavius. Persephone. Zephyrine. Hmm? Rhaenys. Rhaenyra. 
Darthraki. <laughs> no, Darthraki has not come up as a name. Oh. But th- that's one of <laughs> well, the categories. Could. Maybe it could. A maximalist type name. Interesting. Okay. That's one of the categories. Then you go to a totally different category, and it's all about old school baby names. Okay. And that's because of Stranger Things. Ah. Okay. Stranger Things has had the effect on old school. Things like Blaine, Chrissy, Jeannie. Okay. Well, do you have to say them in that tone? Marty. Cute. Richie. Sloan. Okay. Like just simple, old school style names. Sort of 80s. Very 80s. Okay, cool. Okay. And then another one, and this one kind of got me. I was like, huh? Gilded baby names is another category that's going to be really hot for 2023. Gilded? Gilded. Do you know what gilded means? I mean, I've heard it, but no. Gilded is covering something or highlighting something with gold or of a golden color. Oh, okay. To gild something. Yeah, that's like an old school term, like gilded. My sword has been gilded. Yes, yes. So think of names that would be gilded or something that comes across sparkly, glitzy, golden. Okay. So something like marigold. Okay, cute. Marigold. Goldie. I know a girl who has a little daughter named Goldie. Right? That's super cute. Sunshine. Apollo. That's a lot of pressure. If That's your kid's lo- name is Sunshine, Sunshine, it's like, stop crying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Apollo. Apollo's cute. Yeah, so th- those are the big, so those are just a few of the categories. Maximalist type names, old school names, gilded baby names. Those are a few of the categories of 2023 for baby names. Are you jealous of the gilded? I do really enjoy the gilded. Like, I can pretend. You're like, this is my daughter, Pandora. Isn't like bra- the bracelet? Don't open not the really- box. Okay, <laughs> no, Pandora's box. <laughs> okay, that's right. Get up, Holly and Nira.